prince was, well, the prince of intentional misspellings for song titles. I'm not just talking about the letter U or the letter Y as stand-in for words. I'm talking about words completely misspelled, just because. On this episode of the Press Rewind Prince Lyrics Podcast, we are talking about tambourine, spelled without the letter U. Returning to the show to chat with me about the song's lyrics is Snacks. Welcome back to the show, Snacks. Thank you very much. Glad to be here again. Thanks for joining me once again. We last chatted during the Irresistible Bitch episode for That's right. anybody who wants to go check out Snacks' previous appearance on the show. But just to, to remind the listeners, Snacks, could you tell uh, everybody where you're from and um, you know what do you do for a living? Okay. Uh, my name is Snacks, and um, I come from the Washington, D.C. area, suburban Maryland, actually. Uh, and I've lived in a number of cities in the United States. At the moment, I am living in Berlin, Germany, and I am a musician, producer, um, DJ, uh, songwriter, and singer, and I have uh, my own record label where I'm releasing my own music and that of my collaborators. And yeah, that's what, I've, that's what I'm doing, and I'm enjoying my life here in Berlin very much. Great. Glad to hear that. Uh, we were chatting a little bit, you know, ahead of the recording of this episode about you know, the time time we're living in right now and yeah. uh, pandemics and how you know that's affected our, our livelihoods in some cases and just sure. how we operate in our day to day life. Uh, so, you know, as a musician, I'm sure you've had to kind of start to explore other oh, avenues yeah. for your creativity and just for, um, you know, expressing yourself. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, in my line of work, you know, you pretty much already have to be a hustler anyways. Um, so, but this time, you know, you really had to like hustle in, in high gear um, and, you know, figure out ways to support yourself and new ways of, of uh, getting some revenue streams because like most musicians, you know, it's uh, the way you make money these days is by uh, touring and performing. Uh, in my case, also DJing as well, uh, and of course, all that's gone now. So, um, right. luckily, um, Germany had some things in place to um, help support uh, creative people financially. So that's been a big, that's been a big boon. But none, nonetheless, um, we've all had to figure out ways of, um, you know, sort of reinvention, reinvention of ourselves uh, in a way, which, which I think, you know, has definitely has its um, uh, upsides. But which can be very, very challenging too. So yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for sharing that. And you know, as far as this song is concerned, Tambourine. And this is around the time that Prince was trying to kind of reinvent himself a little bit sonically, yep. I think. And sure. you know, his look. He certainly changed his look up between the Purple Rain era and Around the World in a Day. Um, mm -hmm. This song was recorded in September of '84 initially, and then there was some overdubs added and to you know the final configuration of the song was um, completed around december of 84 so this was all around that time where prince was out there touring and supporting purple rain movie uh -huh. and music um to the fullest extent but in you know when he was all alone when, it, when he had his downtime the little bit that he had he uh -huh. was making really kind of more in different sounding songs with uh, different influences Mm -hmm. And uh, tambourine is is 
from as far as like the around the world in a day album it doesn't really have like that kind of world music feel that a lot of the songs have on this record yeah not, not as much because it's so minimal you know you still got the finger symbols and kind of the the eastern you know middle eastern harmonies a little bit in there yeah yeah so in a way so in a way it fits but i remember when when i first heard around the world in a day you know, every song was kind of like, you know, mid-tempo or just a straight-up, you know, dark ballad, like Condition of the Heart. And then finally, Tambourine kind of bursts out at the end of side one. It was like, all right, okay, here we go, <laughs> you know. It definitely was like the funkiest one on that album, for sure. Oh, yeah, this song is is definitely funky, and it's it's the shortest song, too. It's under three minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, um, it gets in and does its job quickly and then gets back out, and then the side ends. So it really... Side one ends on a, in my opinion, like a really energetic high note. Yeah, I agree. You know, this song is this song is kind of divisive too. Um, Matt Thorne, who did this book about Prince, yep, he was he was um, kind of roasted over the coals because you know he was saying, oh, this was like one of the worst songs Prince ever made, and it's such a throwaway, and like why did he even put it on there? And I I, I couldn't you know disagree with him more. Like I, I absolutely love this song. I think it's one of my favorite ones favorite ones of Prince, um, you know, but it's a divisive one because some people are just like, ah, you know, I'm not so sure about that one. Well, I, I, I just love it. And it's funny that, you know, this is, this is the second song that I'm doing with you because in a way I, I feel it sonically is kind of a cousin of Irresistible Bitch in terms of the like experimentation and the minimal quality and how it's, it's very, you know, the drums are very much up in the front and the drums are pretty much the instrument, you know, in the whole track. Yeah, besides his uh, multi-layered vocals. <laughs> yeah, I know, of course. Uh, yeah, exactly. And I also, you know, it's very much a, just a, a Prince, you know, solo production. And it, it also has that kind of like very like paranoid kind of claustrophobic kind of, kind of sound, which I love so much too. Yeah, this is Prince and the Revolution in name only, not in practice. Yeah, absolutely. I think it, it even says on the, in the album credits that this one was just Prince. It does. It does. Yeah. It says all instruments and voices performed by Prince. So, oh yeah, and finger symbols. <laughs> and finger symbols. Yeah. So he, this is a very uh, uh, you know singular solo effort on a band album, but that that's not unusual. I mean, there were songs off no. of Purple Rain, which is credited to Prince and the Revolution that you know the Revolution had nothing to do with. So sure. it's not it's not unusual. It's just something mm-hmm. he does. He has an idea, and he figures that he can execute that idea just as fine by himself, or actually prefers to execute it by himself, and so he just yeah. goes for it. Mm-hmm. There was a school of thought also out there that says that he was kind of really influenced by Sheila E. so much. I mean, so much that he was even sort of like trying to kind of match her sort of frenetic drumming, you know, because the drumming is definitely frenetic and, and very syncopated on this one, you know, so... Yeah. I'm not so sure about that because I mean Prince was a great drummer anyway, you know. Um, but certainly Sheila was definitely a big part of his life at this point too. So maybe there was an influence there. Yeah, could be, could be. Yeah. Um, as far as the drumming, yeah, I mean, there's like this is multi-layer drums. You got a drum machine, but you also have live drumming from Prince. Mm-hmm. So it's really kind of cool. You had mentioned like the drums are the the primary instrument in this song besides his voice as an instrument in some ways because he can and because he's by himself and because it just sounds cool yeah and i mean he's really he's really stretching and 
itself too, vocally and like creatively on this one. You know, almost like to a self-conscious way. You know, I'm just like I'm just gonna get weirder and weirder. You know, yeah. <laughs> on this yeah. one, kind of like he he continued that with Parade. You know, but uh, on this one, this one was just so I, I, it would, around the world in the day. It was like you said, a, a real left turn from Purple Rain, anyways. And I think this is one of the biggest examples of that for sure. Yeah. So lyrically, lyrically, which is what this episode's all about. Uh-huh. Tambourine, yep. I guess, in a nutshell. And we'll obviously, we'll talk more in depth as we go through the lyrics. But if I had to summarize this song <laughs> to somebody who's like, oh, what's that song about? It's basically a prince masturbating. I mean, yeah, it's, it is. A, the song is about masturbation. Yeah, yeah. basically. <laughs> yeah. The it's tambourine is a metaphor for either. genitals. Yeah. There's kind yeah, not, not of no, no way, no really other way of <laughs> analyzing it. So I don't think it's, no. it's pretty obvious. I could actually totally forgot about that thing about being spelled wrong, actually. Yeah. Yeah, right. And and I I have a uh, half-cocked theory, uh, no pun intended, um, ha. later on about why that U is missing. Because the song, for those, because this is an audio broadcast, mm-hmm. you can't see it. The song is spelled T A M. B O R I N E. Mm-hmm. And tambourine is the proper spelling of that includes a U between the O and the R. Yeah. Um, and so it's spelled incorrectly. And um, in the lyric sheets or the, you know, the lyrics that come with the record, it's spelled incorrectly throughout. So it wasn't like it was spelled incorrectly for the title, but then spelled. Uh, right. That's a good point. The sure, lyrics were sure. meant to be were printed. So online, if you go to online lyric sources like, um, you know, Genius and things like that, they all spell tambourine correctly in the lyrics. But I'm, I'm looking right at the record. Uh, yeah. And it's all spelled without the U. So for what it's worth. Okay. And, uh, hmm. you know, as we talked about, you know, the tambourine is a metaphor it, it, as, you know, for for um, male and female genitalia, basically. It's, uh, sure. It's multi-purpose. You know, it has, it has, uh, as we get through the lyrics, we'll see evidence of that where the tambourine is used to describe penis and vagina, which mm-hmm. is very yeah. unique. Because mostly there's metaphors for genitalia that are very specific to male or female organs. Uh-huh. That's not what he does with this. <laughs> and, you know, nobody... Well, that's Prince. I mean, that he's always, was always uh, merging the, the masculine and the feminine anyway. So, you know, yeah, and, doing and the same visually, thing here. Visually, you look at a tambourine, the musical instrument, you don't get a lot of, like, phallic imagery at all mm. <laughs> it's not shaped like it uh and i really struggled to see any like uh female imagery female genitalia imagery through that uh, use yeah brain. so i guess for me that's intentional to use something so kind of uh oblique way to describe genitalia because if it's going to have a multi-purpose you can't say this banana represents it's just not going to work so you have to, if you're going to use something that's multi-purpose you got to pick something that really doesn't visually fit yeah what you're describing i think yeah 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 well i just thought about this something about the, the you missing because i mean if indeed this is about you know masturbation then you know the you in 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 prince um nomenclature is always about you know you as in me and you so without the you there's just me 
And if it's yep. just me doing me, <laughs> that's masturbating, yep. right? I don't need you to masturbate. Right, I don't need you to play my tambourine. Exactly. <laughs> no, that's actually, you know what? That, that's exactly what I was thinking. That was the. Oh, oh sorry. No, it's all good. Okay. <laughs> I, it's all good. I stole your thunder. That's, sorry about that. No, it's not an issue. That's that's exactly what I was thinking because that I thought about it for the first time ever because I never really put any thought into the missing you. And mostly it's, I mean, I'm going to blame Prince on this one. It's his fault because okay. he misspells stuff all the time. Sure. So I never put a whole lot of thought into why it was misspelled. I just like, oh, that's Prince being Prince again, you know, misspelling stuff. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Because it makes it look interesting and stands out. Not because yeah. it might be some sort of, you know, and we say might because we have no idea. But what you just said makes sense. And so that's kind of like, yeah, you know, you could you could take that to... And it, and it totally makes sense why the U is missing because mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. masturbating, you don't need anyone else. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have to say, I, I haven't really, I haven't really, I don't think ever like examined that missing you until right now myself. So we're, we're, <laughs> right? we're both covering some new ground here. Yeah, that's the whole point, Snacks. That's the whole point of this podcast <laughs> is to cover new ground on a song. <laughs> yep. Well, well, well done. On the surface, there's really not a lot to pour over in tambourine, but you know, hey, we're I think we're gonna maybe surprise ourselves a little bit. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. I, I think it's pretty rich, actually. All right, so um, then the lyrics are kind of delivered you know, traditionally. It's at the first, at the, at the very beginning of the song, but I don't know what's considered verses and what's considered courses in the song because you know he repeats the word tambourine. Is that the yeah? Clip? It's not straightforward like that. Yeah, it's not like a verse, chorus, verse, bridge, chorus. You know, it's not this traditional you know, music standard of, of lyric writing. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to read what I consider just like lyrical groupings or sections and then yeah. just pause it there. We'll call that a verse. Works for me. Oh my God, here you are. Prettiest thing in life I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. Close my What's it like? What's it like inside the tambourine? All right, so the the song kicks off with "Oh my God, here you are, prettiest thing in life I've ever seen." Close my eyes. What's it like? What's it like inside your tambourine? All right, so off the bat, snacks. <laughs> you know, I think yeah, you would agree that we're getting imagery here about uh, the female. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think further what you, early, further to what you said earlier, I mean, you think of anything, the tambourine is probably more like uh, uh, indicative of, of a vagina instead of a penis, you know, and I think this verse definitely uh, speaks to that, you know, inside a tambourine, you can actually be inside a tambourine because, you know, it, it has a hole. So yeah. um, definitely um, the feminine side comes out first in this, in this verse because he's imagining what it's like inside her tambourine oh for sure yeah yeah it's right off the bat that's what you're that's what you're supposed to imagine and use mm -hmm. that uh thinly veiled metaphor to describe you know um female sex organ and so it's very clearly you know he's closing his closing his eyes he's imagining he's fantasizing mm -hmm, you know, using mm -hmm. his imagination to create this fantasy about this prettiest thing he's ever seen uh -huh. uh, you know, at this point, we don't really know in what context he's seeing this woman. Mm -hmm. 
you know, in real life on TV in a magazine. Um, yeah. We get that a little bit later. Um, and even then we don't even know if it's the same woman. I mean, it, it, Prince is a man and then, you know, as speaking as a man, and you, I'm sure you can agree, you could look at somebody as attractive and then 30 minutes later, see somebody else that's equally attractive and have, sure. you know, that kind of attraction. It's not like it's, you know, single focus. This is the one person that I'm attracted to. Therefore, nobody else exists. Right. So, you know, we just know that he is imagining, you know, what it's like, what it's like inside her tambourine. And this is where we are kicking off with the, the lyrics to really give us a, a taste for what the song's about. And mm-hmm. it's not it's not hidden. The meanings aren't hidden here. So, yeah, it, they're not. But, you know, it's funny what uh, you said it could really be about anyone because there isn't really I don't really know if there's really much any gender specificity at all in this. Um you know, it's really, I mean, as we're going to see in the next uh, verse, whatever you want to call it, I mean, all of a sudden he has a tambourine too. So it's really about just lust and desire in general, you know. You know what? Now that you say that, I'm looking at the lyrics again, and mm-hmm. there is there is no pronouns. You, yeah, there are no none. pronouns used. Yeah. Because, pr- I mean, prettiest things, so pretty is typically used to describe women. Be- yeah, but Prince is, but Prince has used that to talk about men too. You know, exactly. He's also, and, and he's also talked about men wearing men wearing perfume. You know what I mean? This is, this yeah. is the world of Prince here. You know, I think that's just my bias. Hearing and seeing the words "prettiest" used for me to jump to the conclusion that he's talking about a woman. But now right. that I reread the lyrics, there's absolutely no mention of a she or her, mm. or right? Any, any female pronouns. So. Good point. Good point mm. to point out. Um, yeah. Anyway, Cheers. so I thought that was worth. <laughs> that was worth. Yeah. <laughs> sure. I jumped. I jumped to that conclusion, and, and it's not. Oh well, I mean, yeah. I mean, why wouldn't you jump to that conclusion? I mean, it is Prince. You know? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. You're, but I also think that this is that this is really at a time in his career where he was really blurring a lot of lines, you know, you know, on purpose. Uh, and I think that's what I love about this one. I mean, it has, you know, even though it's pretty obvious what it's about, at the same time, it has that Prince meta quality to it, you know, where it's like, what is he really going off about here, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if you picked up, um, so I don't know if it's him, his vocals, or if it's, you know, sounds he's making with his voice, or if it's mm-hmm. a synthesizer, but you have that. Oh, yeah, I think, yeah, the whistling, uh-huh, yeah. I, I kind of, that, to me, that kind of sounds like a cat call in some ways. Hmm, right, yeah. So I just thought that it was kind of like mimicking cat calls that, you know, men would often do to women as they walk by, and it kind of fits yeah. with the theme of prettiest thing in life I've ever seen, and then you hear sure. that noise, so you almost can get some imagery of, Prince or just somebody else doing that to you know a woman as she yeah was. I never thought of that it totally does sound like that yeah 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 and I don't and honestly I don't know if that's his voice or not or if it's um, you know synthetic some sort of yeah, it sounds stuff. like a whistle to me yeah it is to me too but mm-hmm. yeah I'm not I'm not positive oh my god there I go falling in love with the face in the magazine uh oh all alone by myself. And I play my tambourine. Jubilee. 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 
right. Um, so then after that, we get the what is the next grouping of lines. Oh my God, there I go. Falling in mm-hmm. love with a face in a magazine. All alone, by myself, me and I play my tambourine. All right, so what are you getting from here besides the fact that he's switched up the meaning of a tambourine? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he kind of like actually, he doubles the whistle thing again, you know, uh, yeah. where, where first he was like, it was a whistling sound. Uh, the, and the second verse is going, uh-oh, sort of, I, I mean, I have lyrics here in front of me that say, uh-oh, not again. I don't know if he really says that, but he's kind of, he, he kind of doubles it again, you know, which mm-hmm. is to sort of remind you of it. Um, and I, I like how he's always saying, oh my God, you know, because that's like, he's also, of course, as usual, injecting religion or spirituality into this whole thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, the falling in love with the face in magazine, I, I, that really speaks to me because like, you know, it's, it's almost just like, it's everywhere, you know, like, uh, lust and beautiful women or beautiful men and beautiful people you know you just you can't get away with uh, get away from them you know what I mean and mm. it's, it, especially in like you know magazines or in um, media television movies whatever um, and that that does kind of do that that can make you a little bit like nuts you know like and almost yeah you, you can almost like fall for somebody that you know nothing about just simply because of of the way they look you know and then it'll make you want to rush right off and go somewhere and, and, and play your tambourine. <laughs> yeah, it's like he's a little bit frustrated that he's being surrounded by all these triggers. Yes, triggers, <laughs> exactly. exactly. Like all, these, all these beautiful triggers that, like, you know, if, even if there is the uh-oh or the just even the oh my God, even if it's not really meant like he's not talking to God, he's like, oh my God, you know, here we go again. Right. Yeah, exactly. So it makes you know, sense and either way. It's funny that he's that he's using the instrument, the tambourine, because you know this was Prince's so-called psychedelic album, and the, the tambourine was was definitely you know a, a percussion instrument that was used on on so much, so many psychedelic records, especially in the '60s. You know, from the Beatles on down. Um, so I really think there was a kind of conscious choice there to be like, okay, this is this is I'm gonna. Uh, this fits in this record it fits in this world kind of you know but you know because it's prince he has to make it something nasty <laughs> you know right which i just I, I love that i think it's great and there, there's really no uh doubt about what he's talking about when he says all alone by myself me and i play my tambourine you know yeah you know he's not just sitting in a studio just banging the tambourine on his knee that, that's not the imagery we're supposed to be getting from this. <laughs> yeah, 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 I know, I know. But it's also like, a, a tambourine is an instrument that anyone can play, you know, when you think about it. It's like, it's the easiest thing. Anybody can bang a tambourine. You know, uh, he was giving out tambourines it, at his shows during this time, you know, all the time. Anyone can just play along and bang a tambourine. And anyone can masturbate, too, you know. So really, the metaphor really does make a lot of sense. Yeah, He's not, yeah, playing, he's not playing his bass. You know, no. He's not playing his guitar. <laughs> he's playing a tambourine, which is something anybody can do. Yeah, yeah. Good point. Good point. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Did you? Um, and I just want to bring it up because I think it's interesting that Chris Rock named one of his Netflix specials "Tambourine," and it's spelled exactly the same way. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't <laughs> yeah. know that. <laughs> yeah, not that huh. long ago, just like a couple years ago. So I did not know that. Wow. Yeah, I, I've never seen it. I'm sure that there will be some listeners that have seen the special, 
but you know, we know that Prince and Chris Rock had a yeah, you know, a relation, you know, friendly relationship, a friendship. So sure. it's not surprising that Chris Rock would take inspiration, especially post um, Prince's passing, to mm-hmm. you know, utilize just that it's tambourine. You know, that, that's that's a very I wouldn't say odd, but it's 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 un, unusual. That is, is was it was it is it a, is it a is it like a, 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 a is it sketch comedy or is it a live uh, show or yeah it's just like a stand up show yeah a stand up show okay Chris Rock doing stand up yeah so I yeah. haven't seen it, so I don't know what references if any he makes in the in the show about tambourines or Prince I have no idea yeah so yeah. anybody knows let me know all I know is that it's titled tambourine spelled without the U. Interesting. Okay, I definitely want to see that now. Yeah, right. <laughs> kind of intrigued by the name of it, for sure. For sure. All right. So then, um, after that grouping of of lyrics, you know, I think at this point we get what is about as close as we can get to a chorus. So we right, I, you know, and this this part always flummoxed me. You know, I was sort of like, I couldn't even figure out what is he saying. Is he saying? Tambolene? Is he talking about trampolines? You know, and if he is, why is he talking about trampolines? You know, how do we go from tambourines to tramp trampolines? You know, it's like yeah, it's, it's so bizarre. It's very bizarre, and it's it took me a little bit of of digging research in preparation for this episode to find some other um, alternate explanations or words that are being used because the lyrics okay. says nothing the lyrics don't have anything so yeah they can't don't lie on the printed lyrics on the around the world in a day album to give us any clues right the one so, i'm looking at now just says trampoline i mean i don't i don't know if that's the way it's supposed to be or what right so what i hear i hear trampoline sometimes because mm-hmm. he doesn't say mm-hmm. the exact same way so there's i think that there's a few words that he could be saying mm-hmm. he sounds like he's saying trampoline it sounds like it could be a really uh, kind of unique way of, of pronouncing tambourine, but mm-hmm. I also hear troubling. Ah, okay, uh, yeah, but, yeah, sure, sure. Um, and so I didn't, I didn't necessarily put that together myself. Uh, as I mentioned, I did some research and I was okay. looking at some other people's interpretation and understanding of the lyrics and somebody said it sounds to them like troubling like troubling yeah and, yeah yeah and, yeah, and then i re-listened to the song and i'm like you know what that does sound a lot like that i totally get it and yeah i never thought i didn't didn't think about that either but i mean that, that actually would make sense yeah and if and if he does say that right like you said it to me it makes sense because if you're trying to i mean i you know with there's been thrown around the whole um christian guilt about masturbation and of course so we all well, he, he sounds quite troubled that. in the he sounds quite troubled in the song i mean <laughs> yes it's not really a joyous ode to masturbation you know it's sort of like well, what's going on in his head here no it, it sorry it's no i touch myself or uh, <laughs> you know, like, no no definitely not or like uh, like Shebop or something like that, where, <laughs> yeah, right. where it's like a celebration yeah. of masturbation. This is this does seem more like somebody's upset and guilt, feeling guilty. And there's a conf- yeah, it's conflicted. It's conflicted. Yeah, exactly. So troubling makes sense to me if that's indeed what he says. So mm-hmm. 
you could take that for what it's worth because there's nothing written in the official lyric sheet that says troubling. I like it. I like it. But then again, there's nothing in the official lyric sheet that says trampoline either. No, there isn't. Yeah, that there there's is. A that's lot why, of, like, I remember me and my friends were like, "Is he really saying trampoline? Like, why would he? All why all of a sudden the trampolines? You know, and there's nothing in the lyric sheet, so you know, there's no clue there." <laughs> well, <laughs> here's a theory on the trampoline that I read. I can't take credit for it, but I'm gonna say it here because this, I've got the platform. <laughs> okay, uh, go for it. So trampoline, what do you do when you jump on a trampoline? Uh, well, yeah, you're up and down and up and you down. Up and down. Up and down. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yep. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not the metaphor isn't really. It's not really so much of a stretch to get that. You know. <laughs> so I like I like them both. That's why I think like it's to me it sounds like he could be saying both. Like if you listen closely, you can hear both, and not in the same words. Like just in the different ways that he sings the lines. Mm-hmm. So just uh, next time you listen to that. Kind of think of those two words, in addition to tambourine, because I think he treats right. that sometimes too, and uh, see what you think. Yeah, he does. I think the really high voice is saying tambourine. I don't know. It's hard to tell. You know, there, there's so much vocals going on there. Right, and 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 it wouldn't be surprising to have Prince doing one layer of vocals one way, and then the next. Yeah, layer of vocals yeah, yeah, I think he is. Way. I think he is. He's singing in different that. registers too. You know, he's doing like a falsetto, and then some yeah, he's all over the map. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like completely all over the map, and then it's really kind of sonically, it's really cool sounding and right. uh, interesting to to take that approach. But it's it's something he's done before, and you know, it's, it's I, I really appreciate the amount of. I'm sure this song probably took a lot of time to uh, put together with all of that and having to do everything. Actually, you know what? I think this one this one sounds very quick to me. I think it sounded like he was sort of like... It, it, it sounds like something that... Uh, it's not a throwaway. I mean, it was definitely thought in there, but it sounds like something that was very spontaneous. And that's what I actually respond to on this one. It just sounds like I want to bang this out. It sounds like one of his, like, you know, kind of mammoth sessions, but it sounds like it, it, it took a day. That, that, that's how it feels, sounds like to me. Oh, yeah. No, I, I agree. I don't think because yeah. if you get a band involved and then you've got, you know, the more people, yeah, it's not, it's not labored over. It's not labored. over. <laughs> no, no. And yeah, I think that's when he really when typically, like, in my opinion, just based off of what I've read and when he does a song by himself, you know, kind of knocks it out fairly quickly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's I think that's just speaks to his uh, proficiency and his uh, work ethic and also just. His efficiency too, like yeah, I'm sure he was very efficient at doing something that would have taken somebody less capable uh, a really long time to do and, and do sure. it all by himself. Yeah, and it's kind of an innate sort of impatience too. Actually, I think it also speaks to that in a way. You know, like let's just get this done. You know, yeah, yeah that certainly that's probably plays into it as well. Mm. Um, the only printed lyrics that are official, or I'm using air quotes to the chorus is the long days and lonely nights line. Yeah, love that. And so that is just, I mean, I guess I get from that is, is kind of the, uh, the feeling of isolation and loneliness. Mm-hmm. Yep. Days are so when you're by yourself, every day just drags because you know you don't have that 
whatever it is to kind of push the day along. You're just kind of so self-absorbed and wrapped up in your own thoughts that the days just drag and drag. And then the lonely night speaks to him being all by himself. You know. And, yeah, and I I also kind of imagine sometimes that that springs from you know his sort of this purple rain tour grind you know just night after night after night after night you know and like yeah i mean sure the nights were lonely you know and like i mean i'm sure he was partying and had lots of company too but i'm sure there were moments where it's just like oh my god here we go again you know like almost like a trampoline you know up and down and up and down and the days are so long and the nights are lonely and you know he's also kind of talking about the sort of downside of fame and in condition of the heart which is a few songs before you know, and I, I feel this is kind of like sort of a kind of an extension of that as well. You know, sort of like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just exhausted, <laughs> you know. Um, and really, it, it, in four words, it, and the way also the way he sings it, that, that all comes out to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, good point. Okay, so this next section of, of lyrics are sung differently. It's almost like he's singing them a bit robotically, like he's chanting them. Uh-huh. I don't care for one night stands with trolley cars with juggle 17. I just want to settle down and play around my baby's tambourine. I don't care for one night stands with trolley cars that juggle 17. I just want to settle down and play around my baby's tambourine. Okay, so this section of lyrics. I I struggle to come yeah me too me too I, I I try I've tried to sort of <laughs> kind of make sense of that trolley cars that juggle seventeen line ever since the song came out and I still don't really know what the hell he's going off about on that one I mean he throws in seventeen you know call back to seventeen days the the number seven of course has had meaning throughout his entire life but. Yeah, I wondered if it was around about like you know young younger girls too, maybe. Maybe, yeah. I mean, yeah. so the one night stand line seems pretty straightforward. He doesn't care for one night stands. So even though he might have opportunities to mm-hmm. have sex and not masturbate, yeah, uh, maybe the maybe the way that they've been presented are not appealing to him. So yeah, the whole one night stand thing doesn't appeal to him doesn't want to sleep with somebody who you know maybe is sleeping around themselves and just not into that whole scene uh potentially yeah. but the whole uh trolley cars the juggle 17 it yeah it could be a reference to an age um mm-hmm. you know uh young young women young girls that are Maybe yeah, or <laughs> yeah, or maybe maybe they're saying they're saying they're older than seventeen, and that's where the juggling comes in. It's like, oh, maybe she is, maybe she isn't. You know, who knows? Yeah, I read somewhere to somebody said that it could be a reference to prostitution, but I I don't know. Huh, okay, uh, that's I don't understand. I mean, yeah, could be sure, but I don't really make the connection myself. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, trolley cars could mean anything. You know, it's like. Yeah. yeah, I really. I'm, I'm, I'm just getting the age thing because of the word seventeen, but yeah, you know, trolley cars is clearly a metaphor, but I'm really not sure about what. Yeah, originally I thought trolley cars could have been a, you know, a more clear metaphor for a penis, but huh. I don't really know. I don't think that that's necessarily right or wrong. I I have no idea. It's funny that his, you know, but in this whole verse, his 
kind of innate sort of conservatism, for want of a better word, comes through. It's just like, you know, like he doesn't, of course he has what one night stands, but he'd rather just settle down with somebody, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, and he has this kind of very esoteric way of expressing that here, you know? Right, and if he says, and he's writing the song, you know, in that time frame where he's at his most famous, he's never been more mm. famous than he was when he was writing the song. And I'm yeah, sure he's got one night stands, you know, out the yin yang right now. Right, yeah, plenty of opportunities, you know, dabbled, <laughs> dabbled in one night stands potentially. For sure. And maybe by late '84, he's truly tired of it and he just wants to settle down. I mean, we know that. Yep. He, intrigued by a number of women around his time to be in a, a relationship with yeah uh, so he didn't tech didn't really settle down i think it wasn't too long after this that he was dating Susanna. but yeah i was just gonna say i wondered if he was already with Susanna at this point yeah i'm not sure the exact timing of when they became a, an official couple versus just uh, acquaintances or you know yeah uh, yeah you know, it might have been around the time that he started the movie yeah, she's on the record as a backup singer in a few songs, so, but, you know, whatever, I don't, all we know is when the song was recorded, not necessarily exactly when he wrote the lyrics, so. Yeah, right, right, yeah. Okay. I can't say for sure either, but I mean, the, this is something that he's kind of explored in other songs, too, I think maybe even in Irresistible Bitch, but also in, like, Gotta Stop Messing About, you know, in a way, he's sort of, like, in a way, almost, like, judging this well you know girl for like sleeping around you know what i mean so in a way he's got like he's always like fascinated by you know that kind of like sleazy lifestyle while at the, si while at the same time also being like oh but you know don't you just want to settle down <laughs> do you rather just sort of do that you know so yeah. there's always that kind of like dichotomy that kind of like conflict in so much of his work uh, around this time for sure yeah there's there's tons of examples yeah, there are. Gotta stop is a is a really clear one because that's all that song is about. But yeah, I mean it's in the title. <laughs> yeah, right. So it's pretty pretty obvious uh, example of that. But I, I yeah, there's lots of them. Um, and Little, Little Red Corvette's another one. Too. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. That's another one. Slow down. You know, he tells her to slow down. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, you move much too fast. This, yeah, right. Much too fast. And actually, it's funny because like trolley cars. That's another reference to, you know, a motorized vehicle, you know? <laughs> so maybe this is, that's, the, that's the little red Corvette of this song, maybe. Yeah, I mean, maybe he's calling the potential one-night stands a trolley car because they move quickly. I, I, I don't know. I yeah. Don't know. yeah. There's a lot, of ways to, a, lot of ways to, a lot of ways to dissect that line. Yeah, for sure. Um, but one thing we do know is that he flips it back. The tambourine's now referencing what we assume to be female. Yeah. The, I just, just want to settle down and play around my baby's tambourine, so not uh -huh. referring to his own tambourine anymore. Right. So it just goes back to the whole juggling back and forth of the metaphor's meaning. All right, um, anything else with this one? I mean, now we both kind of... Scratch your heads. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't think there's anything uh, absolutely definitive that we can say about <laughs> it. But uh, that's what I actually love about his music at this time is that it's, it's not so obvious what it's about, and there is a lot of room for interpretation, you know. Yeah. And I, you know, I think he was maybe almost purposely being esoteric 
And I, I, I love I love that about the, his music around this around this period. So then he next sings, Tambourine, what are you? Why are you the star of all my dreams? Are you good? Are you bad? Are you just unnecessary means? Okay. This one's interesting. This is an interesting Yeah. Lyric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Star of all my dreams. That's that's a very that's a very princely line. That reminds me of uh, Vanity Six. You're the star of my wet dream. Exactly. Yes. Exactly uh, where you got kind of go to this with Star mm-hmm. of All Your Dreams is you think of it being like a sexual dream. Sure. Sure. But also a fantasy. So it could be a literal dream, like, you know, falls asleep and this is what he dreams about. Yeah. Or just dreams as in, you know, his his fantasies. You know, and his Yeah. And that's that's sort of the world that's sort of the world of Prince too, you know, dreams and being a star and all that stuff. It's it's so speaks to that entire purple rain era, you know. I love it. And to call and says to Tambourine, what are you? Why are you the star of all my dreams? So he's, he's, he's literally ref, uh, speaking to the Tambourine itself. Yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, which I think you know, that's, I think that's so that, cool. You can either take that to be really odd, like if he's talking to, um, you know, female genitalia or his own dick, I guess. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I love it. It's it's like it's it, it's it, it's 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 talking. It's really just speaking to body parts you know yeah. only and uh that's so uh yeah that's 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 it's such a cool way all of a sudden you know it was about him and then it's about her or him and all of a sudden now it's now we're only just we're, we've broken broken it down only to the body part now you know it's great it's so and cool he's asking a question with the first line tambourine what are you and i think as a listener we often are thinking the same thing yeah He's yeah, asking yeah, good a question point. that we're we're already thinking because we've been hearing this song and we've been hearing him use tambourine in many different ways in many different contexts and then finally uh-huh. says, "What are you?" and we're like, "Yeah, exactly. Answer, please." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And are you a trampoline? Are you a troubling? What is it? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you this or that? Are you man or woman? Are you what are you? But all we know is that um, it's the star of all of his dreams. We don't know if it's good or bad. Mm-hmm. So there, that kind of speaks again to like the uh, the guilt uh, potentially yeah. that mm-hmm. you know, might be have been ingrained in him through his uh, rearing and you know religious. Yeah, upwards. that's so like Seventh Day Adventist binary, like good and evil. You know, yeah. that's that's what there is. You know, right? So is it good or bad? Well, can it be all of the above? Because uh, mm-hmm. you know, there's good and bad and everything, and to to just really say like. So can is masturbation good? Sometimes yes. Is masturbation bad? Yeah, sometimes. You, you, you know what? I, what I like about this this verse is that it kind of reminds me of something that Lisa said once uh, that before Prince got like really preachy about stuff, like kind of from Love Sexy maybe on, and then definitely to the Jehovah's Witness era, was that before they were just she was like we were asking questions. You know, we were just putting stuff out there as a question, like you know, am, for example, am I black or white? Am I straight or gay? 
you know, like, what am I? You know, what is this? Like, almost like, why don't you know? Why don't you decide? Why don't you interpret it? And what is the interpretation for you? And say he's doing the same thing here. He's not. He's not saying this is what it's about. This is what I'm talking about. This is how you should live, or this and that. You know, which I think in his later work he could kind of be like that. You know, a little bit. Well, patriarchal in a way, you know, but this isn't patriarchal. This is just like, I don't know what's going on. You know, do you know what's going on? You know, like it's almost like let's have a dialogue about it. You know, let's ask questions and maybe come up with something together. You know, I really like how this this whole verse is just questions. I really yeah, like that. Yeah. The last line's a question too. Are you just unnecessary means? I'm and not sure what what he what that what that uh, how, how would you define unnecessary means? I know that's so. If you're not listen, if you're not looking at the lyric sheet, it kind of sounds. Are you just unnecessary means? Oh, unnecessary means. But that's not what it's written. I mean, the lyric sheet in the printed. So I can we can only go based off of that. The official. Oh, yeah, I've always known, I've always known it as unnecessary. Means. Okay, so I I always thought it was. Are you just a necessary means? And I'm mm-hmm. I'm emphasizing the a to make it clear what I'm trying to say. But of course when prince sings it it's not are you just a necessary means like like a means to an end you mean yes exactly and that's where i thought it made more sense because that's where a lot of masturbation results in it's just okay well i just you know it's a necessary means to an end i i need to have an orgasm um and uh, there's no sex partner so i'm going to masturbate i mean it's well you know it could be like i mean like speaking as someone who writes songs i know that sometimes when i've written down lyrics and I've said them, said them a certain way. When I've listened back to them, they've sounded to me like something else. So it, it, maybe perhaps he was actually singing a necessary means, like a necessary means to an end. But when he heard it back, he was like, oh, it sounds like I'm saying unnecessary means. And I think I'm going to make that the actual official lyric, you know? Maybe he himself was sort of like, somehow that sounds cooler to me, you know? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. That's just me. I, I'm just riffing, you know? Yeah, yeah. Maybe Absolutely. that's what he did. It's, anything's possible, right? I mean... Because I don't even know, I don't even think I've ever even heard that phrase, unnecessary means. No. <laughs> ever. <laughs> like, before or since. So I was like, yeah, I have in my notes, I have, I have the word unnecessary means, underline, question mark, WTF. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have no idea. I really don't. Like, um, unnecessary all- means, I mean, like, I don't, maybe, maybe he's saying, like, sort of, you know, in order to achieve this, pleasure this ecstasy this sort of like release i don't need to go about it this way i can i can go about it some other way like these means are unnecessary you know i can actually maybe go maybe find it through i don't know playing another instrument for example (laughs) yeah i mean sure it's all it's all um possible because we don't really know what he means with this one but yeah if you just break it down unnecessary an unnecessary means if he's referring to a tambourine then he could be talking about um you know not needing another person not necessarily needing right a yeah. playmate it's unnecessary mm-hmm. uh to to um to his you know his means his end his orgasm if that's what you're trying to uh, uh, that's, yeah yeah that's another way of looking it. At it, sure. I, sure. i'm once again i'm just speculating too and i just thought of that off the top of my head right now so i haven't put a lot of thought into it Obviously, I just know well, it doesn't sound. Yeah, but that, that, again, that's, this, this speaks to this whole section of the song, which is all questions because we we, we don't know, you know, and and neither does neither does the writer of the song, you know. 
So it's sort of like you can kind of just go around and around in a circle, kind of like a tambourine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, really, that's what we have to ultimately decide on is that we haven't, we have like we do, yeah. we don't know. It's the, don't the know. not knowing. I think that not knowing is basically what this song is about. Yeah, we just have to accept that. Yeah. And uh, and in my in this podcast, what I'm trying to do is um, decipher and at least come up with meaning between myself and my guest but it's also absolutely just fine just to say you know what we're just going to chalk this one up to a big question mark and say we could speculate to the cows come home but mm, yeah no idea. and i mean i think the music in this track totally reflects that it's kind of like this is funky but it's not funk you know like and there's a bass in there but it's really like obscured and then you know there's tons of tambourines and like god knows what the vocals are doing you know are they middle eastern are they soulful are you, you know what is it the whole the whole kind of song is just like is really just like uh you know is 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 very confusing you know mm-hmm. and I, I i i really love that about it i think it's the charm of the song is the is the kind of way you can dissect it till the cows come home and still not know what the hell's going on right um, so after this section of lyrics, then we get back to more of just the repeating of the word tambourine. And then he says trolley cars again, just to... Right, he, yeah, he like lands on trolley cars, like... Trolley cars. <laughs> Don't forget the trolley cars. Yeah. <laughs> right, like we could forget trolley cars. <laughs> I know, yeah. Let me so, bring in that metaphor that's completely vague again. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it doesn't really add any any new insight. There's no new lines here. There's no new context to put to the words. It's just repeating words. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. I don't think. It's really and it's, I, I think I think the what he's doing vocally, the way he's singing the words are almost like kind of percussive in themselves, you know, because it's like they're sounds, but they're not really, and they are kind of words, but you're not sure what the words are and everything. So. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it kind of merges really with sort of what's going on with the percussion as well. Yep, exactly, exactly. It's all kind of melded together as um, mm-hmm. vocals as an instrument. As, yep, and, yep, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So then the last section of lyrics, and in these, these lines he's screaming them, it's just for some context and reminder to those who haven't heard the song in a while, he's screaming yeah. these lyrics. Long days, lonely nights. Too bad we're not allowed to scream. Guess that I'll stay at home all alone and play my tambourine. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's like my low-key favorite part of the song is that all. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just love it. It just cracks me up every time. It just brings a smile to my face. Yeah, uh, you know, and it's like he's it's like he's having a conversation with himself. Which also, in a way, is you know like masturbating because you're having sex with yourself, you know. So the production and what he's doing vocally is such a metaphor for that too. I mean, this song really, if it's about anything, it's about metaphors. That's what it's about. Yeah, everything is a metaphor. And after the line, "Too bad we're not allowed to scream," which, like I said, he's screaming this whole this whole section of lyrics. It's so awesome! So it's, it's it's right on the nose there for him to say we're not allowed to scream. I, I absolutely love it. Yeah. And then you hear in the background, "Yeah, yeah, too bad." Yeah. 
almost sounds like a girl group, like a girl group chorus or something. (laughs) Yeah, it's like it's really kind of high pitched. Uh, I don't know if he pitched his vocals up on that or he just sang it that way, but it's um, it's hilarious to me. I think it is. It is hilarious. It is very much a funny song. Yeah, it is. It's. I hope that people get that out of this, even though he kind of sounds troubled in times, you know, and he's. It went the yeah. way I guess. He, he brings back the long days, lonely nights too, which is, you know. Yeah. He's really driving. He's really driving that home. That point home. It's like I am lonely, you know. Yeah. And you know, you, you just like you 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 still must see him in like a you know some sterile hotel room, wanting to scream, you know, but he can't, you know, and, until he gets to into the next studio in which he he can scream, you know. And Prince screaming to to me is just that always sends the song over the top to me. You know that's 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 always great. And this here is the climax of the song, and it, you know, and if there's any kind of like, I think point to it, it's it's kind of where we get to it. It's just like, you know, I'm lonely. I'm not allowed to scream. So damn it, I guess all I can really do is just masturbate. <laughs> yeah, and you see, very isn't, isn't that too bad for me? You know. Yeah, he's putting a lot of manic energy into these last lines, which to me really kind of speaks to his level of frustration and primarily sexual frustration, I have to assume, based off of the uh, the lyrics of the song and what the song's about. Mm -hmm. Um, So I get a lot of sexual frustration out of this section of lines. You know, the too bad we're not allowed to scream. The fact that says we're not allowed to scream has always kind of told me that that he would prefer to be having sex right now with somebody. Yeah, that's his number one preference right now. Too bad we're not allowed to scream, scream in pleasure or orgasm. That's funny. I I always kind of looked at it as like, like too bad. Like we all like as the human race, like we're not allowed to just like go crazy. You know, we're not allowed to just go nuts and just go off. You know, we always have to kind of like live in sort of some kind of like I don't know, you know, play by the rules or something. You know, not being allowed to scream. That's how I looked at that. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense too. And I think around this time is when he was recording, writing and or recording Screams of Passion for the family. Huh. So sure. that, uh, you know, kind of makes sense to thinking of it from you know, like a really primal scream mm-hmm. uh, to like what you're refer- referring to and just like society doesn't allow us to really kind of express ourselves sexually. We're sort of repressed as a society, especially in. The, the 80s Reagan era um, for sure so I think it works both ways absolutely yeah yeah and I mean like screaming was a big part of his music in this whole period you know I mean pretty much from controversy for years after that you know it was always like oh here comes the print scream you know here's like the intense part of the song you know so that was always a that was always his calling card for a while yeah and then and I think just the injection of humor into this even though it comes across a little uh, pseudo serious, not really serious, but you know, the way he's singing it, but the whole, yeah, yeah, too bad. And then the, you know, the sigh, Oh, you know, like we're supposed to feel sorry for him because he has to, <laughs> yeah. so he's, he's stuck at home all alone playing his tambourine. And you yeah. feel so bad for the guy, you know, all he wants to do is just have a, uh, he doesn't want to one night stand, mind you, yeah. but he wants somebody that, you know that he feels like he has a connection with and settle down so they can play each other's tambourines whenever they want 
But he's not allowed to. He doesn't have that in his life. So he's just all alone. Once again, alone. Yeah, and I mean, you know, you said the thing about it being funny. I mean, by almost all accounts, people who knew Prince, really knew Prince, was like, he's one of the funniest persons that you would ever know. You know, I mean, he definitely had a sense of humor. And there is humor here, despite all the, like, kind of, like, serious and craziness of it. You know, I mean, in a way, he is poking fun at himself, too. You know, with that kind of, like, kind of chorus behind him kind of like almost making fun of him mm-hmm. after he's see after after the streaming you know yeah yeah and I, I always love the fact that like you know this song is so about i mean masturbation but it's also about self-absorption you know and also kind of i think very much uh the fact that he he did the whole song himself kind of kind of very much speaks to that and this is at the height of his stardom you know and what is like superstardom but a just kind of cult of personality so I really feel that's all kind of like funneled into this kind of like almost James Brown kind of groove, you know. And, and so it, that's what was so powerful about his music at this time is that he can merge all of those things together uh, into one into one stew, you know. And it's just a, a, incredible that he could do it in something that's just so short, you know. Mm-hmm. There's there's so much to so much so many levels in this in this one one track. Yeah, yeah. Now that I think about it, you know, the song is almost like an ejaculation. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I may, it may be a little out there, but, you know, if you think of it like he has this band uh, at, at his disposal that he could jam with and create all this, this great music for this song, but he chooses to just do this by himself. He just wants to knock it out, you know? Right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get the job done. He just wants to rub one out. <laughs> exactly, and those could all be yeah. used as kind of like stand-ins for masturbation, and then a lot of times, uh, speaking only as a man, um, what oftentimes masturbation is for men is is just something you kind of do so you can get on with your day, or exactly. You know, Get on exactly. what you need to get done. Yes, totally. And that's what this track is. It's just like, bam, bam, bam. I'm just going to get this out and boom, we're done. <laughs> yeah, and, and the result is is this ejaculation of a song. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. This is the climax, literally. Uh-huh. Okay, well, I, I think that we should just stick with that interpretation and and make that the official one for my podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's not it's not the first time that he's like been so uh, um, blatant about masturbating. I mean, think of like the end of Doomy Baby. You know. Oh right. You know. Yeah, you leave me no other choice. You know. So basically, it's like there was pretty much no uh, just you know uh, confusion about what was going on there. You know. So it's certainly yeah. a, co- a topic that he's covered before. And if you think, and I don't know if like I mean I know Tick Tick Bang is supposed to be kind of like oh yeah yeah a song about ejaculation. Um, but he's saying all over you, so one can interpret that there's two people involved there, but I, I get that to be kind of like a solo session as well. Yeah, I know. I think even like the lyrics, I might be thinking of the the first version, not the one in Graffiti Bridge, but it's like, it's similar actually. I think, isn't there a line that's almost like, you know, I have to like do this by myself or leave me no other choice, something like that. I can't yeah. really remember the lyrics. That's going to be, have to, have to be for another one of your points. Yeah, right, right. So good. When I get to Tick, Tick, Bang, I'll definitely and kind of go back to uh, the original version as well as, of course, the finalized version. But yeah, um, okay, so that's that's tambourine. I mean, he says the words cool. tambourine 
a handful more times at the end of the song, and then you know you get this finger symbol to kind of close the song off. After yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, any other final thoughts or anything else you wanted to talk about with this song? Just kind of, I mean, I know you expressed how much you enjoy the song. Yeah. Uh, I love else? it. You know, it's funny. I don't think, you know, I, I don't know. I don't think he's ever performed this live. And it's never one that's been like on any compilations or anything like that. But it is one that's like, it definitely has its fan base, you know? And it's, I think, yeah, like I said, it's, it's divisive. Um, but I think it's one that's in a way kind of underrated, you know, in a, um, in a way. And it, as far as I'm concerned, like, you know, around the world in the day, you know, I, I, I like the album, but it's 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 not one of my go-to Prince albums. Actually, I th- I think in a in a way the the psychedelia can kind of be a little bit derivative and heavy-handed, but this one and some other tracks on the album for sure. But this one absolutely stands out to me as something that's just so uniquely Prince, and so something that just always gets me going. You know, I guess it's the rhythm. Um, and also, and the production, and just just the insanity of the vocals and everything. So this is this is to me. I think it might be one of my top ten favorites of Prince. You know, this is like one of the reasons why I love Prince for all of the reasons that we just discussed. That's awesome. I think that's a great way to kind of close out this episode. Uh, I always want like to have a somebody express desire for you know this or you know a, a real uh, affection for the song that we're talking yeah. about. It's yeah, yeah, I love this one. Yeah, yeah. when you when yeah. you when you asked me if there was something that I I think you asked me if there was something I wanted to do on around the world of day and I was like, "Oh, tambourine." <laughs> 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 like, like, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that you were very passionate about doing the song and so it was yours. And I Thank you. And, yeah, and thank I, you very yeah. much for that. Yeah, thank and you. thank you for joining me. I, I appreciate your insight and your enthusiasm for this topic. Yeah, it's been my um, pleasure so for that. I'm very enthusiastic about this topic. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to talk about a song where somebody's just like, eh, I don't really care for it. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I much prefer Well, who doesn't like masturbation, stuff. huh? I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, who doesn't want to talk about masturbation? <laughs> yeah. What, what was that? Woody Allen said it's sex with somebody I love. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, well. Um, before we close out here, Snacks, can you uh, let the listener know where they can find you and you know, like your music and anything else you want to promote sure. for media-wise? Sure thing. Um, well, at the moment, uh, the latest release that I'd like to speak about is um, the debut album from my husband. Um, and that is under the name Unconscious Honey. He just released an album of 10 songs um, that I co-produced with him. And uh, it's we've been putting together for like um, past two years or so, and I just released it on my record label. My label is called Random Records, and you can go to uh, Random Records Two, underline Bandcamp, dot com, and uh, you can find the album there, or just do a search for Unconscious Honey. The album is called Being a Stranger, and uh, it's a it's a very synth poppy album kind of on the melancholy side, also has some baroque elements to it. Uh, it's very much um, kind of, a, a, it's, it's very, very pop, but we like to describe it as uh, HAL 9000 meets Betty Boo. So if that right. sounds interesting to you, go and check it out. 
Thank you. Thank you. I, I will absolutely put a link to that in the uh, episode description. When, that would be fabulous. Yeah. That so anybody who goes to this episode and can just find the link there and make it easy for them to find your Very music. Very cool. Very find cool. your husband's music. Nice. Okay. Well, that. if that if that's all you've got for now, I think we will close it out. Sounds good to me, man. Thanks again so much for the invite. It's been a pleasure. All right. Thanks, Snacks. This has been the Press Rewind Prince Eric's Podcast. I've been your host, Jason Brenninger. Thanks again to Snacks for joining me on the episode for Tambourine. And until next time, goodbye. <laughs>